Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we thank you tonight for the Word of God. As we go through the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God, we pray that you will anoint everyone who's listening, both here and outside the church, that we may receive what the Spirit has for the church. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. You may be seated around the church tonight. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 10 is our starting point tonight. Matthew chapter 10. And let's start start reading in verse 5. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, Cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. We need to start tonight by making sure what is for the church, what is for the Old Testament era, and what is actually for both. Now, what we just read, obviously, when Jesus said, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, but go to the lost sheep of Israel. Jesus is speaking to his disciples at that moment in time to only go on a short preaching tour and preach to those in Israel. And in doing so, they would be doing what? Healing the sick, cleansing the lepers, raising the dead, Casting out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. Now let's compare this to the 16th chapter of the book of Mark. Mark, the 16th chapter. And we're going to start with verse 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So, at this point, Jesus is raised from the dead. He is commissioning his disciples on what they were going to do once he ascends back to the Father, once they begin what's going to be the church ministry. Now, earlier, when Jesus first commissioned it was what? Only to the lost sheep of Israel. Now that Jesus has paid the sin debt, now that the believers are new creatures in Christ, what is he telling them? Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. 
The gospel is for who? Every creature. Let's keep going. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believes not shall be damned. Verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Now what we have seen in verse 17 and 18, the ministry to the Gentiles, to the uttermost parts of the earth, would include what? Casting out devils, lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Now, what did we see in Matthew 10:8? Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. So, what is the common thread here? In any ministry that is ordained by Jesus, we see what? the casting out of devils, the healing of the sick. This is for then and now. Now, what did Jesus add after saying, heal the sick? He said what? Freely you have received, freely give. Freely. Meaning that the disciples received something from Jesus without any cost to them. The Apostle Paul has a word for this. Grace. Unmerited favor. The reason the disciples could receive this is because Jesus freely gave this to them. Are we together on this? They freely, without doing anything on their own, Received from Jesus. Now what did Jesus say? Freely give. What you have received, give to others. In the case of Matthew 10, it was Israel. In the case of Mark 16, where we are, it is to the uttermost parts of the earth. Everyone who has received from Jesus, it's going to be asked to give what Jesus gave them to others. More specifically, because Jesus showed the grace of God to us. We need to show the same grace that Jesus gave us to others. We receive grace. We give this same grace. Are we still here? As a church, the believers need to be receiving grace or the favor and then giving the same thing to those around us. Let's turn to the book of Luke chapter 3. The book of Luke Chapter 3. 
while you're getting there, John the Baptist, we know him as a mighty man of God. If you are familiar with chapters 1 and 2, you should be familiar with the fact that John, his birth was announced literally, or his even conception, before he was even born, when Gabriel arrived and told Zacharias, your wife is going to have a baby, you're going to name him John, he's going to be anointed of the Lord. We know, a little later in chapter 1, when John is in his mother's womb, that when Mary arrives, who has Jesus in her womb, the babe leaps for joy. We know that everyone knew in and around where Zacharias and Elizabeth lived that the birth of John was a miraculous occasion. They were happy for them. It was a miracle. We have seen unusual things. And they had. John had an anointing from day one. John, everybody knew he was going to be something great in the eyes of the Lord. Yet he still needs the experience that we see at the end of Luke chapter 3, verse 2, which is what? The word of God came unto John the son of Zacharias in the wilderness. The word of God came. I don't care what the anointing was or what the call is. A ministry does not begin until one receives the word of God. When did John begin his ministry? When he received the Word of God. All receiving in the church. All receiving with the believers. It begins with the receiving of the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Even though everybody where John grew up knew He was going to be great in the eyes of the Lord. (coughs) He still needed this moment in verse 2 where it said what? The word of God came unto John. First, the word comes. One receives the word. What happens? Verse 3. And he came into all the country about Jordan Preaching, hold. First, he receives the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord came to him. Then what did he do? He began to preach the word that was given him. First comes the word of God. The receiving of the word. Then comes the giving of the word to others. John freely received the word. What did it say? The word of God came unto John. Then what? John 
begins to preach in all the country. Receive the word, preach the word. This is how John's ministry begins. Yes, there is a call. Yes, there is an anointing. But there must be what? Receiving the word. And when the word is received, then that word is given. Are we still here? Now follow with me. Keep all of this in the back of your mind. John chapter 1. And I want us to look at verse 33. John 1, 33. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Hold. What do we see here? He that sent me to baptize the same said unto me. Now why was John baptizing with water? What was the first part of that verse? He that sent me to baptize, the same said unto me. He, John the Baptist, received the word from God through the Spirit to do one, two, three things actually. One, to preach the word. We saw that in Luke chapter 3. Number two, to baptize with water. He sent me to baptize with water. What was before the same said unto me? The same God the Father said unto John, Go and baptize the people. Why did John go and baptize? Because God told him to go and do this. Now, keep your finger right now in John chapter 1. We're going to go to James chapter 2. Are we still here? James chapter 2. And let's read verse 17. Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man says, you have faith, and I have works. Let's use the word actions for works. Okay? If one has faith, there is going to be actions. Show me thy faith without thy works or actions. And I will show thee thy faith by my works or actions. Now, let's apply this to what we just saw. John received the word from the Lord. How do we know that John believed in the word of the Lord? He began to preach the word of the Lord. He preached what he received, giving it to others. Are we still here? 
Show faith by actions. John showed his faith in God who gave him the message by giving this message to others so they could receive. Now, with baptism, why do we know that John believed God? Because God told him to baptize. And he then began to baptize. When you freely receive something, if you truly believe in the Lord, you will begin to act on what you have received, giving it to others. So, we receive. We act in faith by giving what we receive, in this case, the Word of God. And there is a blessing that comes to those who receive. Now, I mentioned three things here. One, John was told by the Lord, God the Father, to preach the message. He was told to what? Obey baptizing. He was also told to wait until he sees the Spirit come down on the one who is the Christ, the Messiah. And when he sees that, he will know this is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. So John is really doing three things in the wilderness, all given to him by God the Father. One, he is preaching, in his case, the message of Jesus is about to come. The Christ is about to come. His baptism, which represents what? We expect the Christ to come. And then waiting for the Christ to come. John received these messages. He is acting on these messages, showing his faith in God. So then people will receive. When it comes to the giving for other people to receive, there's always going to be a faith aspect to this. What does he mean by that? John is out in the wilderness. There is no guarantee anybody's going to show up. He's in the middle of nowhere. All we know is he's around locust trees and things like that. I mean, this guy's in the middle of nowhere. There is no guarantee anybody's going to show up. But he begins to freely give what he has been receiving. He begins to preach the message God gave him. He began in obedience to baptize people. And he's waiting for the coming of the Christ. He's believing and he's showing his faith how? By giving what he has received. Are we still here? So here is John. He's out there. He has received from the Lord. He is giving this now to the people. There's two groups of people out there basically listening to John. Group of people number one. They were what? The Pharisees sent from Jerusalem 
to spy on John. We're staying in John chapter 1 right now. These Pharisees who's come to investigate John, they start asking him questions. Are you the Christ? No. Are you Elijah? No. Are you that prophet? No. Who are you? I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Now John is giving what he has received from the Lord. Now he is giving this in a message form to the Pharisees. The Pharisees cannot receive what John is giving them. Why? Something is missing in the Pharisees. And that missing is faith. Let's make sure we understand this. When one is in a position to receive from the Lord, if there is no faith involved, what is being given will basically just bounce off and hit the ground. It will not penetrate inside the heart of these people at all. There was no faith in the Pharisees, regarding anything that John said. Therefore, they could not receive diddly squat from him. They're just out there spying, doing their job. Why? Lack of faith. When there is no faith, there is no receiving. Are we together on that? Now, we know that there are two other men who are listed in this chapter. One being Andrew and the disciple whom Jesus loved, John the son of Zebedee, they're out there listening to John. They hear the message, the Christ is coming. They are baptized into John's baptism. Why? They believe the Christ is coming. Why are they out there after this? They are out there after this because they believe that the Christ is coming. Now, what have we seen? These two have something that the Pharisees did not have. The Pharisees did not have faith. But John and Andrew the ones who will eventually become disciples of Jesus, they have something called faith. They believe in what John the Baptist is saying. Therefore, they can receive what John is giving them. Are we still here? To receive, then to have faith, than to give, but also a faith to receive to begin with. There is always faith involved in giving and receiving. Are we still here? Now, what do we see? We saw that John the Baptist, he is preaching this message. He also said what? 
into verse 33. Upon whom ye shall see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. So what are we seeing here? We are seeing a case of once again receiving on the part of John the Baptist. He is there watching for the Christ to come. I don't know how many days John the Baptist was out there. All I know is this, that John was out there and he was watching for the Christ. Then on this day, the heavens opened and the Spirit came down upon Jesus and stayed upon him. Now, John is going to receive three revelations. Revelation number one. The revelation, that's in verse 29, that Jesus is the Lamb of God which takes away the sin of the world. He receives this revelation. And what does he do with this revelation? He gives this revelation to those who are listening. So he begins by receiving this. He believes it. He gives it to the people. The second part, the end of verse 33. He receives the revelation that Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. John receives this. Then, believing this, he gives this to the people. How important is this? Keep in mind that John the Apostle and Matthew and Luke mention this specifically, that Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. They got this from John giving the message on this day. What was the third thing? Verse 36, Jesus is the Son of God. He receives this from the Father. Then he gives this. Why? He believes, he knows that Jesus is the Son of God. So he knows that Jesus is the Lamb of God. He knows that Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. He knows that Jesus is the Son of the living God. He believes this with every fiber inside his being. How do you know? Because he said it. He said this is the Lamb of God. He said this is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. He said this is the Son of God. Back to what? Receiving Believing what you received and then giving what you received. Now, we mentioned the two audiences. There are those, the Pharisees, the ones who have been spying on John, the ones who have been watching him like a hawk. They hear these three things. And do they budge? Absolutely not. They do not change your opinion. They do not believe 
that Jesus is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. They do not believe that Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. They do not believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Yes, they heard the word, but because of their unbelief, they cannot truly receive what has been given to them. Oh, they heard it, but it bounces off because of the wall of unbelief. That's preventing them from following Jesus. Now the other two, the Apostle John and Andrew, they hear the same thing. They hear that Jesus is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. They hear that Jesus is the one who baptizes with the Holy Ghost. They hear that Jesus is the Son of God. They hear this. How do I know they believed all of this? They left John and followed Jesus. When they left John, they were saying, without saying the words, through their actions, we believe that Jesus is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. They believe that Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. They believe that Jesus is the Son of the living God. They follow Jesus. They received. Now, because they heard and believed, it's now a part of them. Are we still here? Now let's go a little further. Receive, believe, give. What happens next? Jesus turns around, sees John and Andrew. Why are you following me? They say, Rabbi, where are you staying? Rabbi is a key word here. Because Rabbi really means master teacher. Which means what? That these two men are now master students of the master teacher. They are basically being trained or discipled by Jesus from this point on. They are submitting themselves to Jesus. Why were they able to do this? They received from Jesus. Now what does Andrew do next? Andrew, once he has received from Jesus, he now does what? He goes and finds Peter, his brother, then known as Simon. Why is he doing this? He is doing this, get what we're saying, because he has freely received the revelation that John the Baptist and Jesus gave. And now, because he believes this and he knows this is true, he can give this to Peter. Now, does Peter receive? I'm going to say absolutely. Why? Because Peter followed Andrew to Jesus. You see, it all is set up 
by Andrew receiving. This is the Lamb of God. This is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. This is the Son of God. He receives it. Now he is giving this to Peter. Why? Because he truly believes in what he has received. And we still here. Now, one more case in this chapter. Philip. Jesus comes to him. What did Jesus say to Philip? Follow me. Now, we get an interesting moment with Philip. He has a chance to receive from Jesus. How do I know that Philip believed in Jesus? Two proofs. One, he got up and followed Jesus. But number two, the mouth of Philip. He went, found Nathanael, and said, We have found him of whom Moses and the prophets have written about. He received what Jesus gave to him. And immediately, he goes and begins to give this to Nathanael. When one gives, when one receives, there is going to be an act of faith because one receives, they are going to, by faith, believe it and by faith, give it. He goes to Nathaniel. Nathaniel, at first, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip's answer, come and see. Then Nathaniel meets Jesus. And what happens? Behold an Israelite in whom there is no guile. How do you know who I am? When you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Now, what just happened? Nathaniel, he receives from Jesus. Does he believe? Absolutely. He believes. And what is the sign that he believes? He begins to worship Jesus. He begins to acknowledge who he is. You see, when we truly receive and believe, there will be a worship aspect involved in this. You see, when we truly receive and believe, we will begin to worship and give. The two go together, basically. We see what? The Word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Everything begins with the Word. Are we together on that? We receive the Word. Notice we really haven't talked a lot about healing or other things up to this point. Why? Because everything begins with the Word. When the Word is received, when the Word is believed, we said two things will happen. One, in the case of Nathaniel, he begins to worship. 
if we truly receive from Jesus. We will worship Him as Savior and Lord and as our King. But we will also give what we have received from Jesus to others. When one gives what they have received, it is a sign that they truly believe. I show you my faith by my works or actions. John the Baptist, he believed. How do we know? Everything he said and did to the people. Andrew and the Apostle John, they believed. How do we know? They left John the Baptist, followed Jesus. In the case of Andrew, he found his brother Simon Peter. In the case of Philip, what did he do? He not only followed Jesus, he went and found Nathaniel and told him, we have found him. He is giving what he has received. And then Nathaniel, once he receives, what is the result? He worships. And then he also follows Jesus and will begin to give what he has received. As a church, we have been given first and foremost the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. Or giving to others begins with this. Giving the Word to others. As anointed by Jesus. When we give the Word, we are showing one that we believe in the Word. And two, that we want others to receive what we have already received. As a church, a giving and receiving church, it really begins with thus saith the Word of the Lord. Every one of us, well, we don't have all the talent in the world you got one. It's this. You have this. You have been given the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. This is what you start giving to others. When you start giving what you have received out of this to others, it is a sign, one, that you believe in this. And two, that you want others to receive what you have received. I have nothing to give to the Lord. Everybody starts with the Word of God. This is the seed. Once we give this, we will be given other seed. And then we will be giving that seed. But it really begins with thus saith the word of the Lord. We have been given this. It was the first thing that John was given. It was the first thing, really, if you look, Jesus was giving. He was giving the word to Andrew and Philip and Nathaniel. 
of Slow and John Peter also. He was giving the word. When you give the word first, and when the word is received, the door opens for more and more and more to be given and then for us to give in response. It begins with the word. So what are we asking tonight? We're asking you to first receive as much of the word as possible. Here in church, listening to the word, being at home, increasing your Bible reading, being in the Word, immersing yourself in this. Because everything will hinge on this first. You receive this, you give this, you will receive more and more and more. Let's stand across the church tonight. Hallelujah.